Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Welcome to Building BN, a podcast by your Bloomington Normal EDC, and this is uh, season two, episode number 22. And uh, today in our studios in Uptown Normal, um, we've got Justin Bellas. Did I say that right? Correct. Awesome. And uh, normally we have somebody in, they talk about one project or one company. You are juggling quite a few. uh, So this could be a really interesting podcast. Yeah, definitely. We're always up to something. And when I refer to war, it's uh, my brother and I. So nice. Okay, so um, let's get a little bit of background just about your history. I know that you're uh, locally grown, so can you uh, dive into that? Yep, yeah, born and raised here in Bloomington, attended Unit 5 schools, uh, graduated from Normal West, and then went on to Normal Community, or not Normal, Normal, uh, went up just up the street really to Heartland, and uh, Heartland was an eye-opening to all, I think that was the first time I really knew how big McLean County was and what all we could offer. It was, it was a really good eye-opening experience. Yeah. I'm a community college kid myself. And I remember like going to Richland was seems like forever ago. Um, but seeing that campus compared to Heartland's like Heartland's looks like a, like a university. Yeah. We were just there the other day, um, uh, meeting with some coaches for, uh, my kids baseball. And I was trying to explain to them that when I went there, there was like one, maybe a building and a half, not quite two buildings quite yet. So now you go out there and it's, it's, it's very impressive. Yes. Uh, speaking of baseball, Nick's got a bit of an announcement. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this year I'll be the 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 head baseball head freshman baseball coach for the Bloomington High School baseball team. Oh, that's team. that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm excited to, to finally put the coaching hat on. I've been a player for forever, and when I stopped playing college ball, I played slow pitch softball, and now I'm ready to coach. So. Yeah, that, that'll be a good experience. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't brainwash them with the Cubs stuff. I mean, other than that, <laughs> I, I was wondering when I saw your Cubs stuff on. I remembered you're a Cubs fan, so yeah. Yeah, here at the EDC, like we always want to get our staff involved volunteering wise and back in the day when I was in Decatur doing this, I coached uh, football at LSA. So it's a great way, especially with workforce, you know, to help the up-and-comers. So it's uh, really cool that that's going on. Uh, What's a fun uh, personal fact about yourself? I'd say the best one that I always like to explain to everybody is how I have an identical twin brother. And I mean very identical. He could be talking right now and you wouldn't know it wasn't me or him. And uh, we look very similar. So it happens multiple times a day where somebody thinks I'm him and vice versa. So and that's stemming all the way back to elementary where nobody could tell us apart. (laughs) So you guys get along, though, right? So he's not out there sabotaging. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, exactly right. We get along very well. (laughs) He's he's driving down the road throwing stuff at people. (laughs) Yep. Anytime he's in your car. Yeah. Nobody would know the difference. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're here today actually talking about a couple of different companies. So uh, what are your roles at those companies? Yeah. So my brother Adam and I started uh, Bellis Landscaping uh, in 2003 uh, as we were graduating from high school. And um, that that's basically been our full time job since since then. It was really nice being able to go to a great community college like Heartland because we had such a flexible schedule that we were able to work full time, uh, going full time to school and working full time. So uh, it was really nice of the the scheduling as well as the teachers willing to work with us with our uh, work schedule. So um, we have that going. And then in the more recent years, in the last couple of years, my brother and I got involved with Little Beaver Brewery. Uh, and a pretty good backstory to that was we've, um, my brother and I have always donated our services at the food bank since uh, maybe mid 2000s, uh, you know, just mowing and uh, everything for free and mulching and snow plowing and nice. whatnot. We, we just really loved their mission. Mm-hmm. And we got to know, um, Chad Beavers, which was the executive director of the food bank and much back to the twin part of it. I would go there some weeks. My brother would go there sometimes. He talked to us on the phone and vice versa. And I think it was 
a couple of years went by. He didn't realize there was two of us. So <laughs> it happened. It happens quite often. But anyway, so we got to know Chad because we were always there donating our time. And, and he was just a really good asset for him. And we knew he was doing the home brewing. And then he got a little bit more into it and needed some help setting equipment at his new new facility that he was going to take off. And uh, shortly after he got that up and going, his business partner didn't want to quite grow it as quick or as much as it possibly could. And he knew that we were successful businessmen and, and uh, he, he brought us uh, brought us on. And and that was a couple of years ago now. And we've had quite a bit of growth since. So it's fun. Sure. And a little bit going back to the uh, landscaping before we dive into everything uh, brewery, like what all services do you offer at Bellows? Yeah. So back in the day, we used to offer a little bit of everything, but now our niche is um, a lot of them going and ripping out the old landscaping, doing all new, specializing in the patios, the, the hardscapes around pools, uh, more of what I would consider high end. We do smaller jobs uh, like that, but it's much harder at a size of company we are to compete with the guy in a, in a mower, like a pickup sure. or the guy with a, you know, wheelbarrow and shovel that can essentially do some of the work. So we do the more complex where you need, you know, quite a bit of experience and quite a bit of hardworking crews and, and the, the equipment to do the job. So that's where we specialize and do it all over the state, really. So do you guys come in and do uh, like design services too? Yeah, we have, uh, we're fortunate enough to have Mitch Berkey. Uh, he's been with us since 2003. So our head okay. designer um, is, he's our head designer. He does all those very complex uh projects we have other designers as well but if you're doing like a, a patio or a big hardscape patio around a pool or whatnot he'd be the one to who help you on that nice. very cool yeah i've got a little bit of experience uh way again back in the day uh put in irrigation systems for a landscaping company that's some that's some labor and that's a messy <laughs> yeah. job right there well it kind of went along with the routine so i would just be out there just my, my whole job was just to dig yep so i went out there and dug and then went to richland community college oh yeah yeah, yeah i think we all have some experience working for a landscape company too. <laughs> I that, know, was, that was my first job out of high school was working oh, for nice. a landscape company. that's awesome i i grew up on a farm so for to yeah. me you know mowing was you know my highlight of my day you know sitting on the <laughs> exactly. mower, getting some sun and, and doing the yard work was kind of the way you relaxed and oh, get yeah. some time to yourself it's funny hey listeners it's nick duffel here project manager with your bnedc with your side of the week today's episode features 1701 west market street in bloomington with 7,000 plus square feet of retail showroom and warehouse space this site is perfect for the expanding business looking to locate in a strong commercial area with great transportation routes for more information see our show notes or email me nick at bnbiz.org all right, let's jump into uh, a little beaver and the brewery side of things. So do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, the background and I guess your recent project? Yeah, uh, definitely. It was uh, it was an eye opener. So we basically started with a smaller tap room, no food, uh, did a pretty good amount of production. And then last year we doubled our capacity. So we actually the year prior to COVID, we doubled our productions. And then during COVID this year, we actually doubled again the amount of production of beer that we're producing, which is kind of outstanding. Um, basically, our accountants didn't even understand why our books look so good. It's just, <laughs> we're just, luckily we're at a right point. So then my brother and I had the opportunity to purchase the, the property, um, which it was a two unit building and uh, the lease expired on the other unit. So we were able to take over the whole building as well as uh, there was a vacant lot behind the building that we purchased at the same time. So we were able to add a, a new parking lot which is about 30 more cars then we put in about a 2,000 square foot patio 
and added an outdoor bar. And then we essentially, we added a, about a 3,000 square foot tap room. And the biggest part of that whole project was adding a full functioning kitchen. Sure. Wow. So that was, that was the eye opening part. Never designed a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Never. And we had some great architects and engineers, but uh, just trying to figure out how, how it all is going to flow is, uh, it's, it was definitely new. Sure. And I, I think too, some of that probably goes back to your days of starting the business back in uh, when you graduated high school, right? Kind of a big learning curve, but you know, you've, you've had the fortitude to push through it and figure things out as you go along. Yeah, that along with my amazing network and uh, just the hardworking staff that we already had and the ones we're building. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of uh, landscape guys have been with me 10 plus years, uh, plus the network that I've gained all the way from back from elementary school. Like we met friends that are now in businesses stuff. Um, so I'd, I'd say that's probably one of the coolest parts about being in McLean County is a lot of people stay here. So I have friends and, and acquaintances and networks that are that are 30 years old. So sure. and that and when you do a project of this size and magnitude, it definitely is a big advantage. And location wise, you guys are on uh, the south end of town over by uh, like basically almost the end of veterans. Yeah, correct. Uh, right behind there's a uh, steak and shake at the corner of commerce and veterans. We're in that industrial park back there. Um, the original Gold's Gym is kind of uh, was our neighbor back there. And uh, so we're actually have a parking lot on both Finance Drive and on uh, Currency. Nice. And it's in a convenient location next to uh, some hotels. I know they got a pretty cool hotel package. Yeah, the uh, Doubletree, they're, they've been amazing to work with. They, uh, they'll actually, they have a discounted rate for our, our customers that come in from Chicago or St. Louis or even locally if you want to take advantage of it. And then they'll even uh, bus you back and forth from the brewery to their hotel. So we definitely appreciate the working with them on that. Very nice. And um, I don't even know if you know this off to your head. How many beers do you actually have? That's an in, it's it's one of those numbers that's always changing. <laughs> always moving. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> I want to say on a on a weekly basis, uh, we could can up to two or three different beers in one week. Okay. And uh, they brew pretty much daily, and we're getting a new shipment of more tanks here shortly. And once those are in, we'll be brewing and canning daily. Nice. nice. Yep. I was going to say uh, you were talking about earlier, like how you keep doubling, and that's one thing I think during the pandemic. And obviously, these funny memes. It's like basically <laughs> coffee time, and then it's either beer or wine time. <laughs> yeah, we've been extremely fortunate. Uh, we have an amazing team of managers and uh, and just a lot of the crew at the brewery to where we have an unbelievable distro, and we self distro. Luckily, in the state of Illinois, uh, at our size, if we were willing to do the effort, we can distribute it ourselves. So I think we have somewhere around 80 locations in Chicago, which is the biggest craft beer market of the state. And then there's maybe another, you know, 60 throughout the state. But um, during the pandemic, they basically said there's really not a bad time to sell beer because a good economy, bad economy, beer sells. Right. Uh, so and again, with people at home, not as much to do and the bars being closed, the package sales went through the roof. And of course, left we didn't sell as many kegs, less draft, which which is fine because we had a, a nice new cane line and and we were set up for it. I do feel for those that didn't have the distro in place mm-hmm. or that didn't have a cane line in place, or again the the can shortage. We were very fortunate; we had a full semi of cans when the sor- shortage started. So uh, we're just very fortunate and very thankful for how our year laid out. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like the perfect storm for this mm-hmm. to launch. But even before this, you guys were already up in Chicago winning contests. Yes, yeah, you're exactly right. Our uh, head brewer Chad Beavers and co-founder, he uh, he's 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 really good at what he does. And we were in the Oak Park uh, Festival uh, about a year ago, I'd say, right before all this happened. Um, and he was able to win an award there. And then he was also at the Soldiers Field. We had we won the Stout of the Year for that festival as well. Oh, so cool. he's getting known for a lot of beers throughout. 
And and the crazy part about all of it, it all started for him to get well known was back when Sam Adams had a, uh, a long shot type of deal where people could send in their beers, and he was one of the top six finalists and didn't end up winning it, but uh, which is fine because he'd probably be off somewhere else doing a huge brewery. <laughs> but uh, it worked out well. He, he got a lot of a uh, lot of staples in the ground where people didn't know who he was. Sure. Is that one of your beers now? The one that he submitted? Or uh, it's not. It's one that we use every once in a while, but it's a stout, and stout's kind of more of a seasonal beer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so many new ones. We do have our what we consider our flagship beers, and and he's really good about tweaking them, making them a little bit better. But uh, it's one that we do brew every once in a while. Another thing that's unique about yours is, uh, like, I would just say the artwork, the graphic art that you have. You know, oh, everything's it's, different. It's amazing. And like I say, the art art sells because when it's on a shelf and all the other labels look similar, ours mm. is definitely stand out different. And that's Patty Young, a local artist. Um, I believe she started in textile type of artwork, which she still does. But uh, she blows it out of the park. She's her and Chatter always on the same page and they come up with new great ideas. And they ha- we have to be very cautious on how we design it and make sure that it's okay and approved i guess for the fact that uh it does have to get federally approved by you get a, the ttb basically approves it so it goes out to the masses and it's and it's right so uh it's a lot of work on them but they they do a great job and it is artwork forever nice yeah, yeah. and i'll agree our, our work's a, a big part of the of how i buy beer so sure. if i see a beer <laughs> yeah. on the shelf i'm like that's a that's a boring logo or it yeah. just doesn't look as 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 finely refined as some of the other cans there i'll, I'll pick a beer because of that oh yeah and i'm and i'm the same way so I'd, I'd go in there and see it and i may have passed some amazing beers up to get the <laughs> cool label um so that's why we're very thankful for what she's done with us well not only just the labels but it's a combination of that and the names yes like, yeah very unique names so how that really started was chad's daughters which are uh they're roughly about six and eight same as my kids are both six and eight. My brothers are both six and eight, which is also pretty unique. Um, but anyways, they uh, they would say mispronounced words or say it uh, incorrectly just based on not knowing how or that's how it sounded. And Chad was smart about it and wrote down a lot of the way they said their names. So, for example, our our Wainbow's beer is actually because uh, one of his daughters said rainbows and, and say it Wainbow's wise. So <laughs> yeah. um, so we kept it. And that's like our number one selling beers. But awesome. we have to be very, very unique. And some people ask us, well, why such a crazy name or why it is? Well, if, if you imagine there's maybe 8000 brewers in the United States, you don't want to cop. You don't want to have to copyright everything. Or if you do, it'd be very hard to not reuse mm-hmm. a common name. So you always search and make sure nobody else has used it. Uh, and then that's why you either tweak it or you make it completely different because you wouldn't want to see a deceased and sure. desist letter later on or or something like that. So you just make it a little bit more crazy and people think they're cool. Sometimes they think, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. But it's, it's mainly just so you don't get a copyright I- right. issues. Yeah, you, you just mentioned, too, the, the amount of brewers in, in the United States. So how does how does a company like Little Beaver you know, compete on that kind of scale with that many breweries and craft brewers in Illinois in Bloomington normal and in, in the U S yeah. So you got to keep on with the trends as well as keep a nice variety. And the one thing I wish that most people knew is some people are completely against craft beer and they just, they're domestic or no beer, but if they come out and try one of our, you know, 24 beers on tap, they're going to leave liking something. So it's, it's, I think the important part of craft beer industry is getting people to just jump in and try it. And then once they come in, they're like, I, I honestly came in, didn't expect much. And there's like four or five beers I like, so it's pretty cool. But, uh, the biggest part about like those 8,000 round number of breweries, um, really branding's one thing and hopefully you can you know have that one beer that everybody's talking about and we've been fortunate we've had a couple big big sellers and then again with our office managers like brandon and lucas they help uh promote the beer and get it out there and get it delivered make sure it's getting to where it's supposed to go that helps being on time and then i'd say the biggest part is 
like there's a company called Tavor out of Washington State, and you they'll actually pick up pallets of our beer, send it out there, and it's kind of unique. People can get onto their website, order beers, and have like 24 beers or 12 beers sent of from different breweries, and we were fortunate to get picked up by them. So um, they end up hooking us up with their other distributor in Arizona, which is great because State Farm has a hub there. So people that got used to Little Beaver moved out there, they can actually pick up Little Beaver at some liquor stores there. Nice. But then again with Tavor, they can order whatever they want and send it right to their house. Very cool. very cool. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, kind of like a, I would assume similar to beer of the month, but <coughs> instead of beer of the month. Yeah, exactly. It's like Netflix for beers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, one of the things we always like to talk about is tying it back to like the overall blooming to normal economy. And I'd say with both of your services, um, it's a, it's about quality of place. I mean, it's really cool that you're um, not only just a place to go and hang out. It's a really good vibe, but you're a manufacturer as well. Yes. And, and the one thing we take pride in is. Um, all of our materials are sourced as locally as we can. And as far as our very large expansion, which I'd suggest anybody that hasn't seen or check out our Facebook page, we we did quite a unique part to our project. Uh, all the materials and all the contractors that were hired were all local. Nice. I, I think that's extremely important. Keep the money local. Uh, everybody's heard of how much money or what percentage of a dollar saved in McLean County. Um, so that means a lot to us and it always has. I guess that just comes back to being smart about your money and if you can keep it here and you're giving somebody else local a job, then that's going to help out that neighbor and so on. Uh, so that's always important. Uh, but I'd say as far as a landscape company goes, I think that was the coolest part about being so centralized located is if there was a cool job that came up and, you know, Champagne, Springfield, Decatur or Peoria, we could easily put numbers to it and still be competitive mm -hmm. because we're right on this amazing interstate. Yeah. And we can be somewhere in 45 minutes. Yep. So it, it's still it's pretty exciting. And then if there's some special materials or something we need, it's probably in Chicago and then get down here next day. So we've been extremely fortunate to have that. And then on the retrospect too, on the, the, the landscape part has been great, but the brewery, I guess then you, it opens up a whole new avenue of how amazing McLean County is. We have great workforce. They're educated. And then you can deliver beer in one day to Springfield, Champagne, Decatur, you know, go there. And then when you get bigger, we're really not that far from St. Louis and Indy. Right. And then right now, of course, we go to Chicago multiple days a week. And it's it's just we're very fortunate. And I, and I really hope that in the future we keep more and get more manufacturing here for the fact that we are we have good paying jobs and the people appreciate the work and the hard working in our area. Yeah, and you combine that with a low cost of living, which gives more disposable income for more local beer. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it all works around. And, yeah. and being in a an educated, uh, a highly educated town with the with the colleges, we're, we're very fortunate. We have some whiz. Like actually, our office manager and our general manager, uh, both of them are probably twenty three years old, and they're just they're just outstanding, just young guys, just right out of college or right out from, right out of Heartland. And they just wanted to work and they're hardworking and, and we're just fortunate to have the young talent in our town. Yes. So not that there isn't old talent as well. It's just, they, they're already in a job for the most part, but we don't, we don't have to worry about taking them from another business. Like these guys that worked out well, they're here and, and we take advantage of it. That's what's important too. You, you don't want to take talent from, from business to business to business. That's all it's great for, for the business who has them at the time, but it just recycles that talent. And what we want is to bring in new talent Correct. and, and yep. additional talent. So yeah, it's a good point. Yep. So I that, think that's exciting for us one of the beauties of you know university you know that's that, that's your talent pipeline mm -hmm. right there but then also going back to heartland i mean the upskilling side of things i mean you're a prime example of that so am yep. i there's a lot of talent here that i would say are probably underemployed sure if they got into heartland and uh, could end up at isu i mean that 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 pipeline is here yep. it's a matter of lining everybody up 
Yeah, I think that's why I, I really like doing stuff with Heartland because they they bring in people from Pontiac and they bring in people from other areas too, or they move here. Or even we get some people, I, I remember and being there 15, 18 years ago, whatever that may have been, uh, where there was kids from college or from that I met in college that were from Chicago. They came down, couldn't quite cut it or weren't ready for ISU. So they went to Heartland and then maybe part at ISU or vice versa where they're just like, hey, I'm just here for a couple classes. So I was like, wow, that that's why I really go back to Heartland, how the connections were huge because – being at one high school and one unit unit five for the whole time you, you meet a lot of people it was a big it was a big high school but you get to that level of heartland where then you meet people from all over central Illinois. it's kind of cool and then you really just keeps growing throughout life i think people too sometimes forget the connections that heartland has in the community whether that be their teachers or the other, or the the local students who are from the community that mm-hmm. are going there too, and so those connections are, are are valuable to people like that. Yeah, and people always ask how we got started in the the landscape industry, and we actually uh, in our ag class, uh, Dr. Kevin Inland was our ag teacher, and he had a. a maybe a couple months semester, maybe about landscaping. That's when we got interested and he showed us how to, how you bid it and how you go out and actually do the work. So our first maybe 20 clients were teachers. So it was pretty awesome to show that they, and they probably didn't know if we were going to do a good job or not, but they gave us a chance. So that right there gave us really a big honor. And then same thing when we went to Heartland, uh, we were doing a lot of work for Heartland teachers. And like, I go back to that part where, the teachers were really nice about like, hey, I kind of leave 15 minutes early. I really got to get, you know, got to get this truck over to this job site for some other guys or whatever. They're very understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I really realized like teachers, they're 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 there for you. And yeah. I, Heartland really showed me that firsthand. I talk about experience based learning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally hiring you for uh-huh. while you were there. That's great. Yeah, it's one of the things that, uh, you know, personally going to Richland and going to um, ISU, like a community college is extremely nimble. You know, that's why they can they can fire up programs really fast as well. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. Hey listeners, it's Amber Wolfley, Business Retention and Expansion Manager at your BNEDC. Are you interested in beginning your career here in McLean County? As of today, there are over 2,100 jobs listed on Indeed.com. For more information or to apply today, head on over to their website and see why BN was voted a top most livable city in the nation. All right, let's switch over to uh, describing, you know, if you can, this has been hard for a lot of our guests. Like, what is the perfect 24 hours in Bloomington normal for you? Yeah, so I was thinking about that one because I remember you said that might come up. Uh, <laughs> so with my landscape business, it's extremely seasonal. So I think my winter is a little bit more of a downtime. But then with the brewery, there's really not a downtime because <laughs> it's not seasonal. Um, so that, that's why those work well together. But I would say it'd probably be I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. It'd probably be a spring day. I'd get to work early before anybody else is there. My brother can I can go over anything we need to and get get caught up on all my emails from the night before before anybody shows up. So I'm concentrate on it and get right through it. And then I help get my uh, I help get my uh, I help get all my crews out the door by you know seven thirty basically. So they're there for thirty minutes, got them out the door. They're doing good. Then I'll go back and there'll always be more emails because that's when other people are getting to work. Get caught up on those emails. Watch the stock stock market open up. Make sure that's going good for the day. You know, just curious how it's going. Um, then by that point, I will get everything. Make sure the day is going good. Go over, check on the staff at the brewery, see if they need any help. Maybe help lend a hand when they're canning or making sure all the managers have everything planned up for the day or the week. Uh, and then I usually fortunately can uh, grab lunch there now, which is extremely nice to have a chef, you know, right there ready to make us whatever we want. Uh, Then I'll make it back to the office, uh, do a few things. I really love running equipment. That's one thing I really have always enjoyed on my landscape company. And we have tons of equipment. So if somebody needs a 
piece of equipment brought to a job site and ran or do something, I'll usually volunteer for doing that. <laughs> so if there's like, if I get to go dig something up, yeah, I'm on board. So I'll do that. And then if I make it back for the closing of the stock market, that's sometimes cool. I like to see how the day ends, you know? <laughs> uh, and then uh, more or less just, then I, there's, I got a, basically my brother and I, as well as our shop manager events, we got a way that all of our crews come in, that everything gets put away. They go home. We go home. It's usually we have an unbelievable crew, so it usually goes pretty smooth. I get home. I love cooking dinner for the family, so I usually cook a quick dinner. And then we're fortunate enough to have the pan. We have a pond right on our on our family's uh, property there, and uh, I usually take the kids fishing to end the day. Very so, cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, speaking about cooking, now this would be a good insight from you since you like cooking so much. What would be the, you know your favorite food right now in Bloomington Normal? So I hate to be biased, but uh, <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, our our chef is uh, Chef Reese. He was uh, executive director chef at uh, Medici, and uh, we're both kind of married in the same family. So I've known him, of course, about fifteen years now. And I, I initially wasn't. Uh, I would have always loved to have him as our chef, but I wasn't sure. So uh, when I was first designing the the kitchen never designed one before um i asked for a couple pointers for him so it's kind of crazy that he ended up designing his kitchen so he came on working for us so um it was it was it was amazing to have somebody with that kind of talent so i said he's like well what, we went over what do you want to see on the menu we went over all kinds of stuff and i said i want a really good thin crispy pizza so they made a couple uh pizzas and i was like it's pretty good make it thinner and then he's like oh it's already pretty thin and i think we went back twice where he was like i think it's good and i said i want it thinner uh so it was pretty cool but uh our our uh, baker and our and our chef uh row he makes all the doughs and everything in house and everything from scratch so they make it and they add a uh, beer of the day whatever whatever beer they're thinking oh, yeah so it's cool they have a couple of our lager beers they use regularly but they put it in the crust so i think the idea of having a uh, a sausage and mushroom pizza or a margarita pizza um for lunch basically i helped design it i didn't really have to do anything i just had to eat so i mean it was it was really cool but uh, feedback but yeah if anybody likes thin pizza in bloomington normal or surrounding areas they've got to try the brewery's pizza so i'd say a pizza from there right now is what what i'd like i'm in let's yeah, do it very cool yeah. <laughs> which by the way that's going to be available uh we're uh, opening indoor dining on friday nice yeah, yeah. the day this podcast is the available pod- yeah, there, so, yeah there you so go. if you're listening you know where to go yeah. <laughs> yep for sure <laughs> very cool um so all, one of the questions we always ask in economic development has got a different definition pretty much any town that you go in um what is your definition of economic development or what it means to the community yeah i think you can tell that uh being local is a huge part of my life and always has been so i'd say the uh the best part is how i always thought i knew a lot about like the economics of the town and how the stuff works and stuff but then i find out a level of information and knowledge that you guys offer. So you can read like the being an advantage. You can get a lot more information or stay up on it. And then you can kind of think of everything slightly different. So I think the networking that EDC can do as well as the knowledge and wealth of knowledge that they can give to their business owners as well as just the community is huge and something that maybe some people overlook or don't, don't necessarily know to look for it. But I'd say the, uh, it's the the part that they they care to keep the established businesses here as well as they care to bring new businesses here so which is going to help anybody here so right. for me it's helping me as a community as a person but it's also helping uh any kind of growth we have for example the, the rivian mm-hmm. they're going to bring in tons of people they're going to give good jobs to local people hopefully we can do some landscaping for those people and right. hopefully they can hit up the brewery as well and then again the rivian i love the manufacturing standpoint because they pay well that's a good blue collar and white collar job down there to where uh, we'll do some work for them as well and, and hopefully they can come enjoy our food so i think it's just really the importance of the edc is getting people here and keeping them here and 
keep them educated. Yeah, a lot of times whenever people think economic development, it's all about the new company that comes in. Um, for us, though, it's really important that the local companies grow. And for you, you actually have um, both your companies benefit in a new project or an expanding project in different ways. So when we run a model, um, let's just use Ferrero's expansion of a new chocolate factory coming in. Um, so when Ferrero comes in, there's uh, three different kinds of jobs. There's the direct jobs. So those are the people that actually are going to work there, the new 50 jobs. There's the indirect jobs. So that would be who they're buying from or serving services like landscaping. Sure. And then there's the induced jobs. So that is where the employees go spend their money. So that would be Little Beaver. So like there's there's multiple opportunities there. And for us, our role is to help that company grow, locate here and invest here because it, it offers opportunity to all the other businesses in either in an indirect way or an induced way. Yeah, I think it's just more the encouragement and the knowledge that you guys provide is what what a small business that been in business for a long time. Sometimes you get set in your ways and kind of just think what we're doing is fine. But then you guys always show that there's you there's more you can be doing and and i'm always about willing to do more yeah that's uh for us econ dev really boils down to information and relationships so it's one of the reasons we do the podcast so people can learn yeah more because a lot of times we're definitely behind the scenes but we're trying to get out more um, so well, awesome. I guess I'd been really hard this last year than with COVID. I mean, well, yeah. it's a little hard to get out and do things. Yeah, it is. It's been uh, it's been a little bit difficult because a lot of the times we uh, build our relationships are with our partners at the Chamber of Commerce, going to the you know four hours, after hours, all oh, that, yeah. and uh, that's where you get a lot of leads to set up um, different meetings after the fact. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting for sure. But same for everybody. Yep. Yep. Cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover? Oh, I don't think so. Just definitely want to tell people to come out and try out try out Little Beaver Brewery, littlebeaverbrewery.com or on Facebook because we're kind of hidden back in that commercial park back there. So it's not something you'll necessarily drive by, but it's worth the, it's worth the trip. Yep. And I can say from experience, they've got uh, good brews and we did get a sneak peek on some of the appetizers and they are made from scratch. They're, they're phenomenal. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.